0: this thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to Bell Ringer. My name is Greg. Your guest name today is Randy Harris, CEO of Lighthouse Technology Services. On this episode, we talk about what Lighthouse is, what they do, the type of companies and industries that they service. We talk about the ever-changing landscape of technology, the need to upskill tech talent, and Buffalo's ecosystem at large. We also talk about Randy's experience of having lived in a few other cities, moving back to Buffalo, and what he enjoys about raising his family here in Western New York. It's a really great episode. Thanks so much for listening.
0: Uh, Lighthouse Technology Services' mission is um, to introduce companies to the right technology professionals and the right technology solutions at the right time. We're uh, a technology-specific staffing and recruiting uh, firm, and uh, we also have an IT services division.
1: So tell us um, maybe the uninitiated a bit about the type of clients that you're servicing.
0: Yeah. So, so the two divisions we have, we have an IT uh, staffing recruiting division, and that, that uh, side of our organization mainly serves um, large or enterprise uh, clients. Uh, we do have some mid-sized organizations that we serve that are looking for uh, like an IT or a, a technology professional to join their their small technology team, uh, but most of the companies that we serve are, are the largest organizations in um, in the Buffalo region in Western York, and then we have clients outside of uh, outside of the country. But we specialize in uh uh, contingent workforce which is really a lot of project-based contract professionals so technology works a lot like construction when you're building a house you need uh, somebody to come in help with the plumbing or an electrician to do the elect the electrical Um, technology works the same the same way so building an application or making updates to it you need um Uh, Specialized technology professionals to do work. And then once that work is done in six months, 12 months, 18 months, 24 months, uh, then that's it, the project's over. And so we work a lot with contract professionals um, who are looking for that type of project based work. uh, And we place a lot of those professionals at many of the largest uh, companies in Western New York and then we have a uh, separate from that we have an IT services division that actually works with a kind of a different size group of companies um, it's outsourced IT so we tend to work with a lot of the small and mid-sized business uh, community and that that, that uh, um, service we're actually uh, industry agnostic uh, so we work with all kinds of different industries um, it doesn't really matter the companies just as long as they um, have a, a kind of a robust uh, technology infrastructure needs um but uh, we tend to do a lot of work in the manufacturing community in particular and in the services industries. so those two those two um uh, industries we uh we tend to do a, a good amount of work in and that's specific to the buffalo niagara region and it's um it's very rewarding work because as you can imagine especially coming out of going through the pandemic and coming out of it there's a lot of small and mid-sized companies that you know, maybe didn't recognize how reliant they were on technology until COVID hit. And uh, so we've been really able to, to do some great work there with some wonderful businesses in the community and help them um, navigate using technology, navigate through the pandemic and then accelerate out of it uh, so they can get more done or take better care of their employees or do all the things that technology can empower uh, companies to do
1: as companies of all sizes become more and more reliant on technology and realize how reliant they are on that technology how i'm just curious you know how important is are these companies and with your role how much emphasis are they putting on like cybersecurity and how much are you helping folks with things like that as people you know realize that that's something they really need to address like you said kind of across all industries
0: yeah, it's a good question. Cybersecurity is an, interesting, is an interesting one. The pandemic actually put more stress on companies, especially small and mid-sized companies, um, uh, when it came to cybersecurity. So up until a couple of years ago, it, it was really the personality characteristics, at least this is what we saw, the personality characteristics of the leadership at at the organization. So if they were um, concerned about cybersecurity risk then they would invest in um, putting in the proper technologies and systems and processes and people um, to uh, kind of tackle that risk. But there was a lot of people who they looked at it as a band-aid, or, um, um, you know, it, it, it's never happened to them before. They've never had like a ransomware attack or an instance where cybersecurity was a real problem for them. And so they kind of ignored it. Um, now, because of uh, some very high profile instances in which a large uh, company got um, hacked or breached and then the the attack got um, connected back down to one of their vendors, these larger organizations are now requiring cybersecurity insurance coverage for all of their vendors. So even the smallest companies Um, that maybe weren't as concerned about cybersecurity for them themselves as an organization, in order for them to do business with a large organization, they're now required to have cybersecurity insurance in place. In order to have cybersecurity insurance in place, the insurer wants to see that there's appropriate cybersecurity protocols uh, being put in place at the businesses. And so now you have a whole host of companies that are coming, um, whether it's to us or or, uh, maybe to other IT services partners that they're working with, with this um, concern of they're trying to get coverage and they can't because they don't have the right systems or protocols in place when it comes to cybersecurity. So now, post pandemic, especially with so many p- uh, people working from home, working remotely, or doing business remotely, um, cybersecurity is much becoming much more mainstream uh, than than we'd ever seen it before.
1: We've talked a bit. You've mentioned how you know industry agnostic some of your work can be. Um, You know, I know just from knowing you and and members of your staff, how much emphasis you put on being visible in the Buffalo community and really playing like an active role. Um, You know, you as a a leader, just tell us about, you know, why that's important to you kind of from a top down approach.
0: Yeah, so I I would say in part because of the industry that we're, that we're in, you know, and we're, we're biased because of what we do, that we have this belief that, you know, more, more technology um, in place at at companies and organizations um, is going to, be better for those businesses and and that's just because it's been our history that the companies we work with we've watched them grow and they put these investments in technology that's why they're working with us is because they're investing in technology or technology people and then we're seeing these companies grow out of that and so we're of the belief that you know the more companies that invest in in technology and systems and people that the better their companies are going to do and that's a good thing for the community right it it, it spurs more economic growth it, it creates more jobs it you know um all the types of things that go with you know companies being uh, successful and we want to see that for our community so so within our team you know we're very much buffalo boosters like we just love our city and 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 the the community that surrounds it and so we want to see the community be successful and um, so I think that's for us, we know that the more we're out there in the community, the more that we're visible, the more that we're championing, you know, business and, 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 and businesses in the community, we think that that's going to lead itself to more awareness about what technology uh, can do for companies and, um, and if, if people get to know us, uh, whether it's our, you know, our brand or us as individuals within the organization, we think that they're going to listen uh, more, and and we're trying to be educators, and so if all those things happen and and people because they've seen us in the community or they've heard us or they trust us. Uh, if they wanna open the doors to having a conversation and we can help better educate them on what technology can do for their businesses. Um, whether they use us, uh, they, they purchase from us or buy from us or use us as a supplier or not. Um, if they listen to that education, we believe that we're gonna get through to people uh, the importance of technology and what it can do for them. And if they if they listen to some of these things that you know we're trying to preach, we we think it's going to help their companies and thereby help the community.
1: And so you're having that conversation with with companies to preach the importance, obviously, for future growth. You know, the other side of what you guys do is is the talent recruitment for these tech roles. You know, I mean, you're heavily involved in our B and Buffalo talent attraction campaign, and you know, a big Buffalo booster, like you said, and a lot of what we you know preach to people is every company is a tech company and you don't have to be this, you don't have to think of yourself as this like computer wizard to eventually have a role in tech. Um, you know, my I think my brother was a Marine and then did a couple of years in HVAC and now just started going for uh, to be a full stack developer to coding school. You know, I mean, yeah. what, what conversations are you having? You know, you talked about the companies, but the individuals, because we need to, you know, really create this talent. We need to upskill people, attract people. So there's not like an easy solution. So as you're talking to folks and trying to place people, make hires, what conversations do you have with the individuals on the other side of the coin?
0: Yeah. So it's a great question. So there's a couple of different ones that we're having. So first, you got to remember that this isn't all people, but a lot of folks within the technology community are, can, can be introverted by nature, right? It takes a kind of a special personality to sit in front of a computer and crunch code all day long. And so the very act of getting out there and being known in the community and meeting lots of different, um, whether it's other technology professionals or hiring managers, that, that can be challenging for a lot of people, can be challenging for a lot of technology professionals. And so you've got some incredible people that are very skilled and can do great work and be impactful on businesses in our community if they could just be better known in the community. And so part of the work that we do is really just trying to help be a champion for some of these skilled professionals and get them introduced or connected uh, to other wonderful people and businesses in in the community. And so those are people who are already here in Buffalo, uh, trying to be somewhat of an agent for them uh, to get them uh, more introduced to other opportunities and other, other places that they could help. There's another piece of what we do, which is the talent attraction, where we're we're talking to lots of folks that are outside of Buffalo, right? And and um, you know, we we see all kinds of different um experience all kinds of different stories of people on, on why they might be looking at you know positions or looking at buffalo in particular so we run into a lot of folks who have some sort of tie back to buffalo it could be family maybe they went to school here uh they're fans of the bills you know the, all kinds of things it's it's really interesting and so we love being recruiters for our community and if we can identify a skilled technology professional that's in another community that's either looking to get back to that connection in buffalo or maybe looking for the type of change and community um, uh, experience that Buffalo provides, you know, we have all kinds of those conversations on a daily basis that to try to attract people here. So, you know, both of those things are happening at the same time. At the end of the day, people want, they want good, good jobs where they can do impactful work uh, and be a part of something that's bigger than themselves, be connected in the community, whether it's the, if they're on their own or they're bringing a family along, you know, a place where uh, they feel like they've got um, a really good footing underneath them and a good experience for for themselves and, and the ones that they care about um, around them. And, and, you know, we have all of those wonderful things in Buffalo. And so, you know, I can tell that story firsthand. I'm a repat um, uh, originally from Buffalo, but uh, I had lived around in a couple of different cities, and most recently Seattle. Um, but in any event, those are those are just some of the different types of conversations we're having with technology professionals, whether they're here uh, locally in our community or they're somewhere else across the country or even even internationally.
1: You just kind of gave me a perfect segue. You know, you you mentioned your repat lived in a couple other cities. I wanted to give our audience a chance to learn just a little bit about your path, you know, you, you mentioned Seattle, some of the other places that you live and kind of how you ended up in this role with Lighthouse Technology Services.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, my my story, I think is somewhat interesting. I'm born and raised here, um, uh, lived away, went went to a, a boarding school for a very short period of time and then came back, went to Niagara University here. I wanted to be closer to home. Um, I'm from Grand Island originally. Um, and then uh, I was at my, my, Uh, dream in life was to be a professional hockey player. And so I was um, fortunate enough to kind of make it to the minor leagues. Um, So uh, my, uh, my wife was uh, my girlfriend at the time, we bounced around to a few cities, Atlanta, Chicago, and uh, some others, and then uh, came back to Buffalo when I got into that when I was done playing hockey and got into um, uh, I got into human capital management, I was with a fortune 500 company called ADP, who I spent 10 years with. And so uh, five of those years were here. And then five of them, we relocated out to Seattle, which is where my wife is from originally. And so we lived uh, about eight years in Seattle. Uh, I had three of my four daughters were born there and um, got uh, involved in the entrepreneurship and 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 the technology community out in Seattle um, and started my own consulting practice, which did... Um, a lot of uh, business process design. So worked with a lot of companies that sold high cost products or services to um, build integrated uh, kind of business processes and marketing and um, uh, business development and sales processes in, into their businesses to better sell their, their products and services. And then uh, one day, my uh, my father was a former CIO who started our company, Lighthouse Technology Services, in 2004. He called uh, my wife and I in, in uh, early 2015 to see if we would be open to moving back to Buffalo and, and getting involved in, in the business. And so we didn't really have any um, plans to do that or anything. But what had happened in Seattle is our we had just had our third daughter and our, our oldest was going into first grade. And a lot of things were changing in terms of the kids doing activities and stuff like that. And Seattle is a really tough uh, uh, city to get around. It's a wonderful city. But um, if you've got multiple kids in multiple activities after school and even getting into school, it can be really tough um, as a family to like do all those things, but still spend, uh, find time for each other and um so buffalo we knew um had more of that kind of family atmosphere uh it was easier to get around and um you know just real supportive of uh you know i think kind of the family ecosystem and the city of good neighbors is a real thing right so um so we ended up taking the leap and in summer of 2015 we moved here and um so started with lighthouse back then and and now i'm the, the ceo and Uh, Here we are today, we now have four little girls. And um, uh, it's, it's been just an incredible move for us. And we're really grateful that we uh, that we took the leap.
1: That's great. And a good hockey environment for you, right? And Going to yeah, Sabres game sure. tonight, you said well, before we got on. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. So I didn't mention that, but mo- both my wife and I, are, we, we grew up playing hockey and our families all play and aunts and uncles and cousins and everybody like that. So that was one thing we wanted for our kids too, is to kind of be around that uh, that type of a sporting environment that we love. And Buffalo is a, it's a hockey heaven here for sure. Yeah.
1: So I just want to pivot briefly as we kind of start to land the plane here. I want to talk macroscopically about you know buffalo the entrepreneurial ecosystem the technology ecosystem you've touched on it a bit at points but um you know you mentioned you came back what was it 2015 16 area what have you seen change in those seven years well
0: i can tell you that at least when i was coming out of college there weren't the types of opportunities that 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 you've that you're seeing today for you know kids with um it doesn't really matter. Like you had mentioned before your brother, um, didn't have a background in in coding and now he's, he's doing some courses and, and, and getting involved in a career doing full stack development. Like, so That type of thing didn't exist all that long ago where there were options for people to get involved in the technology community. And I think that in Buffalo, at least what I've seen is there's not just the technology community, but all kinds of business opportunities or job opportunities in manufacturing and and other areas. There just seems to be so much more opportunity and a welcoming of people who maybe don't have a long history of it of working in that community or job experience or anything like that, if you want to get involved, there seems to be the opportunity to do so now. And that's an exciting thing that I don't remember existing, um, you know, 20 plus years ago when I came out of school here. Um, I can tell you, I've never seen so much construction and development. Uh, as as is what we're seeing today and that's an exciting thing to be a part of Our business is located in Seneca one which is a you know just a one a piece of that I think a lot of people know much more about but there's so many developments happening whether it's commercial or or um residential in and around the Buffalo community and it just seems like every day you see a new one uh and that's really cool because you can see this this growth happening right before your eyes. You know, the one thing that I would say that that I've been involved in that's great uh, to have right now that we didn't have before, and this is one of the things I brought with me from Seattle, is um, this idea of like a, a centralized um, place to go to. Learn more about your opportunities that can exist, and so we created Tech Buffalo, um, which started in 2017. Myself and a gentleman named Dwayne Connors, is this idea that our our community in the in the area needed a place to go, an organization to connect into, um, if you wanted to get involved in the technology community. So whether that means training, understanding what your options are out there, meeting people, careers, jobs, all that type of stuff, and so um, tech, uh, tech Buffalo in particular is really getting its legs. On under it. And uh, it's a nonprofit organization of 501c3. It's funded by Empire State Development, Ralph Wilson Foundation and a host of others. And uh, they're really becoming a resource for the community, for anybody that wants to get involved in technology uh, or get a job in technology, get technology education, you know. And so things like that. And Tech Buffalo is just one of a number of different kind of ecosystem um, building and connecting organizations. And so those are things that just didn't exist all that long ago, and so those are just some of the things that I'm seeing. I'm excited to be a part of some of those uh, things, but I can tell you, as a father trying to raise four daughters, it's pretty awesome seeing all these opportunities um, happening here in, in our community.
1: Tech Buffalo might be the the perfect example. But uh, my last question for you is: you know, as someone that came from Seattle, some you know Atlanta, some bigger metros, what do you think are the next steps we need to keep ascending?
0: Um, well, there's there's going to be a there's a couple. So the the first thing is the continuation of, you know, programs like 43 North uh, Tech Buffalo, you see the Northland Workforce Training Center and seeing these types of um, ecosystem kind of building and community building Um organizations or places expand into all other areas of the community, whether that's geographically or in different industries. And so, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing that continue and to grow. The second thing is is, um, something that Seattle experienced and that I watched with my own eyes is what happens when you have success? What are the challenges that come with it? And so for a very long time, you know, in Buffalo, we were always just looking for we were looking for good things to happen, right? So I think that there was a long time, like the bills are a great example. We were losing for a very long time. Well, I think one of the challenges with having a winning team is now all of a sudden there's expectations. um, And some of that stuff can drive out the wonderful attitudes that come along with the city of good neighbors. So, you know, as we see more economic success, are we watching out for things like gentrification? You know, is everybody getting an opportunity? are we capitalizing on what we have, the resources we have before we go, you know, we move on and we get into things like sprawl and that type of stuff? So, you know, I, I would say I'm really excited about, you know, the next steps that we're already taking in some of these areas, like the entrepreneurship with 43 North, the continued investment in um, areas like the east side of Buffalo and Northland Workforce Training Center, organizations like Tech Buffalo, and there's many others in the community, and I want to see those grow. As we're having success, are we preparing? for some of the challenges that come along with it. And I would like to see more of that happening uh, at the same time.
1: Awesome. We really appreciate everything you do for the community here in Western New York and all of your time with us here today. Before I let you go, we always end on a couple hard-hitting, blizzard-round questions. So first one, if you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be? Pistachio. What's a book or TV show that you'd recommend?
0: Uh, I'd recommend the book Linchpin by uh, Seth Godin, who's a Buffalo native, but that's uh, an incredible book that um, I tend to give out as a gift. Uh, but it's a, it's a wonderful book, no matter where you are in your kind of uh, business work or personal life. It's an incredible book on helping people understand uh, how important it is for them to contribute whatever they feel that they have inside uh, to their work and their community.
1: Awesome. Do you prefer a text or phone call?
0: Uh, phone call.
1: How about hiking or skiing? Hiking. This is a tough one for you. You're wearing a Bills hat, but going to a Sabres game tonight. Uh, Which do you prefer, Bills or Sabres?
0: I've got to take both. There's no way to to pick (laughs) it.
1: Can't choose. Okay. Last question. Most importantly, chicken wings, do you prefer a drumstick or a flat?
0: I'll take a drumstick, but I'll eat them all.
1: Fair. Thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. Bellringer is a podcast by Invest Buffalo Niagara, the region's nonprofit, privately funded economic development organization, bringing new jobs for our neighbors and new investment for our neighborhoods. Come grow your business with us.